Hi, I'm Kayla Bren, your host of Discovering the Balance. Today is Friday, August 13th, 2021, and this is episode 14. I'm recording from, of course, inside Diesel Dolly the Truck, and today I am in Paradise, Michigan. Today's episode is long overdue, and my first segment, I will spend a good bit of time updating you on where I have been and where my thoughts have been on the podcast and how things are going to look moving forward. I took a lot of thought over my time away. Some of my time was intentional. Um, We've had a lot going on in our own life with getting ready for third grade on the road and really just enjoying and soaking up this beautiful summer weather that we are enjoying on Lake Superior. I mean, I think out of the last month, we have been on Lake Superior all but like a week of it. And it's just been so enjoyable and so relaxing. So some of it has been just pure pleasure of really enjoying um, and soaking up all of these moments. And then I also knew I needed to change something with the podcast if I was going to continue. So I will spend some time talking about that. And then I'm going to give a very lengthy update. I actually had to break it up into two different segments because I had to cover nine different stops. (laughs) So there was a lot of ground to cover, but I wanted to let everyone know where we have been. So without further ado, let's jump in. I can't believe it's been one month since I've been on here. Honestly, it's just a huge testament to how fleeting time really is. So I wanted to share with you all where my heart has really been and my thoughts have been over the last month because I have spent a great deal of time thinking about where I wanted to go with this podcast. And the truth is that I just want to be even more transparent than I really have been. And that comes with me just having to own up what I have learned thus far in doing this podcast. And I want to share that with you all because it was about three or so months. And, you know, I think whenever I started the podcast, I knew I wanted to share not just about our travel updates. I knew that God had been pushing me to use my voice and to use my story um, in a way that just basically puts it out there, you know, share authentically and hope that somebody else connects. My intention is never to make money off of this or to try to grow it or to appear like I have everything all figured out and that anybody should envy my life because I am here to promote each and every one of us to stop in envying one another, to stop being on social media and thinking like, oh, if I had this, I would be happy. Or if I looked like this, I would be happy. Or if I just didn't have this part of my body, you know, (laughs) there's always something that we're, we're just unhappy with. And I think it has a lot to do with what our culture has normalized for us. And I knew I wanted to talk about what that process has looked for me. And it all began with my diagnosis with PCOS. But I think I've wanted to like stay in chronological order with my personal story and then also mix in 
going back with our RV stories because I wanted to hide and like, I'm just going to be really honest about it. I felt like that was easier content to provide. And definitely I think the devil convinced me that that is what people would rather hear. Um, that they're not interested in my story, but that's the lie. Like that's the lie that the devil loves to convince our conscious mind of. And it's a daily process, um, and struggle to try to resist that. And so I'm here in a more authentic way as in, I, I think I found security in hiding behind, you know, like talking primarily about our travels. And then I found a sense of security and how I said I was going to set up the podcast where, you know, one week I'm traveling back in time basically. And then one week it's, you know, a smorgasbord of things. And then the third week I'm actually talking very personally about me. And if you know me personally, then you probably know that I'm not a fan of things being put in a box. So it's kind of surprising to look back at my first steps with this podcast and see me make a decision that really goes against my own personality because truly I just want to be able to show up here and speak from the heart because I do believe in the Holy Spirit and I think the Holy Spirit um, works in us in mysterious ways and that comes in the moment. (laughs) So me categorizing and saying that like on this week I'm talking about this specific topic it really limits my ability to show up here and just be able to talk from the heart. And maybe on one day it is about our time in Texas, because I think we spent like 52 days in Texas during the winter. I have to talk about Texas. Like it it has to be done. But more than anything, I just want to show up and start talking about real life things that are going on in my own family, what we are seeing going on currently in our day and how I can be or try to be an encouragement for all of us to continue to love our neighbors because I think we're living in a time where there's a lot of influence that if somebody doesn't agree with where you what you believe or like what your opinion on said viewpoint is then you can't be friends or like you can't conversate or you can't have anything in common (laughs) and when people think that they don't have anything in common they oftentimes don't feel like they need to be kind to that person anymore and so I'm just here to honestly spread kindness (laughs) spread a message that shares what I think Um, a a lot of people want to talk about, but are not talking about, um, and how we can come together and how we can each use our voice and really start to say like, I don't really know what's going on, but I do know where my values are and I'm going to treat people with kindness. So (laughs) yes, I want to talk about weight loss and the diet culture and PCOS and our travels and truly what discovering the balance is, which has been ever since that diagnosis in March of 2018, my life just did a 180. And it, I have often described it as like feeling as if my entire life like was in bags and it was thrown all over my room. And I just had to start to like put it all back together 
and like decide like what kind of Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo your entire life of like what brings me joy and what does not like what actually makes me feel good. And I'm talking about from like food to clothes, to friends, to faith. I'm talking about everything because there's so much of what we do that has just become routine that it's really easy to not question things. And it was that diagnosis that made me start to question absolutely everything. And that is what I want to share here because there's been a lot that I have learned and I'm not trying to say that like, oh, this is what you should do by any means. But I do think that there, there is hope in other people's stories. Um, and you know, I remember a church sermon, um, at Harpeth Christian church in Franklin, Tennessee. So if you live in that area, excellent church, please go there. Um, but they were giving a message and they were talking about how we really needed to connect the people who were currently going through the difficult seasons with the people who have made it through those seasons and how, because we don't talk about it enough, there are no relationships that, that take that deep dive. How like we really do need to have conversations that talk about the not so comfortable things. So it's hard to do, but I feel very led to do so. Um, so I'm really just going to talk about more of what discovering the balance means to me on probably a weekly basis. But here's the thing, guys, <laughs> I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this to grow like a social media following or even a podcast following. I am just showing up and putting something out there and whoever wants to listen can listen. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. It's pretty simple. I like that. So this is how I am showing up and using my voice each week. And <laughs> this next segment is actually going to be a trip update because I do want to keep everyone abreast of where we are, what we are doing. Um, we have so many family and friends who follow along on our social media account, Diesel Dolly's Great Escape. Um, but we don't go into depth and we don't do stories. We are very private in that. Like we want to be in the moments. Yes, of course we take pictures, but I'm just here to say that like the more you post and the more you engage on social media, the more you are not present in your own life. Like it's just a matter of fact, <laughs> even whenever I post once a week that takes from my day that takes from my presence with my family. And we just aren't going to do that. We're never going to do it. But I can say, okay, I've got an hour. I'm going to go record a podcast and try to update people on some really exciting things. So of course, that's going to continue on the podcast. So if that interests you, then stay tuned for the next segment. Wow. So it's been more than a month since I last uploaded a podcast. So it means it's been more than a month since I sat instead of Diesel Dolly and recorded an episode. So for once, I really had to write down notes of where all we have been because I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I really do just kind of wing it. So if you're ever super judgy on something I say that makes no sense <laughs> or a word that I leave out of a sentence, just know that I have to get out of the truck and just shake it off and be like, you know what? I did my best 
And I'm going to go back to being with my family because again, going back to that whole presence thing, I am a recovering perfectionist. I mean, it's really hard for me to listen back and hear the things that I say that I I wish I had said differently, um, but to just leave it as is. I think that's my issue with the idea of blogging was because I love to write a journal every single morning, but the idea of putting something out for everyone to read, I would want it to be absolutely perfect. I am a wordsmith. I would, I would, (laughs) I would just obsess over it. And so with the podcast, I try to do, um, limitations where like, this is how much time I'm going to give it. And that helps me stay on track and to not obsess over the small details. So I've written out a list because I knew there was no way I could make it through the last month without completely forgetting something. So I wrote down some notes. So since I last updated, we have stopped at nine different campgrounds, whether they were parks or privates. Um, but I looked back, um, and wrote out each of the places and I'm like, Oh, no water there. Yep. No water there. Uh, nope. Mm -mm. And no water where we are now. So all in all of the past, I think it's like 33 days, we have had six six that had full hookup. So what that means is full hookup means we have sewer and we have water and we have electric, which that's ideal for sure. Um, but a lot of times when you're staying in state parks and national parks and things like that, you're not going to have full hookups, which is to be expected. And they are worth it in their own unique way. I mean, I'm sitting inside of the truck and it's like 63 degrees outside, I believe. The high today is 70 and I am sitting in a hoodie and leggings with my Birkenstocks on and I am comfortable. My feet are a little cold. So it is such a treat. If you know me, you know I don't like the heat. Like I do not like it. And I definitely don't like the humidity in the Southeast. So to be in August up here in the Upper Peninsula, which is where we're at now, oh, it's just such a treat. So um, the first place that we went um, was Fort Abraham State Park, and we did not have a full hookup there. But Fort Abraham State Park was full of history. Um, There was actually a railway that came into it, so you could take it into downtown Bismarck. which was really neat. We didn't do it because we were staying actually inside of the park. Um, they had a huge museum on site, um, at the park. So there's just a ton to do. We didn't even get to see everything and we had two full days there, but it was a city where there were actually stores around. And oftentimes if we only have a couple days, but we're near a city, we have to be making runs to stores that we don't typically have access to because we're in the middle of nowhere. So our time was very limited there. From there, we went to Itasca State Park. So we were definitely in the middle of nowhere. Itasca State Park is in Minnesota and it is where uh, the headwaters of the Mississippi are. So cool, especially because earlier in this trip back in November, I guess early December, Um, We stayed down at Natchez, Mississippi, also on the Mississippi River. 
and right before it gets down to the Gulf. So close, but not, not quite at the bottom of, um, of the Mississippi. So it says that you make a wish at the headwaters and 90 days later it will come true because that's how many days it takes for the, that water to reach the Gulf. Really cool, right? So we did that and it was a really beautiful park. There was no water. So we were all going to the shower houses every single day. Um, it, everybody's going to the shower houses though. Like everybody's in the same situation. Nobody has water. And unless you have a giant rig with a giant tank, chances are you're trying to conserve your water. And so even RVers are going to the shower houses as well. They were pretty nice. They were ones where you have to hit, um, there's, there's no temperature setting. Um, it's just like a metal spray nozzle. It's rinky dinky. And then there's a button on the wall and you press it. And like Jeff in his shower, he said he got one that would last three minutes on the men's side. Um, it was men's and women's. And on the women's side, I found a shower that would go at least 30 seconds. And most of you are probably like, what in the world are you talking about? So I've never done the segment on showers yet. Really should. But in a lot of parks, it can be normal for there to just be no temperature and a button on the wall. And it lasts typically for like 10 to 15 seconds, sometimes 30 seconds. 30 seconds is pretty good. Um, I'm happy with 30 seconds because every 20 or so seconds, I remember to hit it again and you know, it stays on. So what it means is for 30 seconds, you have water at whatever temperature that it is and whatever, yeah, whatever it offers you. Um, and then it turns off. And so you have to keep pressing the button during your shower. So those were the types of types of shower houses there, but they were clean. Um, and well ventilated. So honestly, they really weren't that terrible. Um, we did paddleboard, paddleboarding there. Um, Pops actually got on a paddleboard as well. Super, super fun. It was, um, it was just a beautiful park. There was tons of biking paths. I mean, I think we biked all in all over like four days, maybe 15, 20 miles. Um, because it was just beautiful tree lined paths. And what's crazy is during the winter, those are cross country ski paths, which it's just completely mind blowing to think about. Um, so after Itasca state park, we headed up to crane Lake, Minnesota to be able to go to Voyagers national park. So we were basically in Canada. We really didn't have great phone service. <laughs> Um, and we were really not prepared to do Voyagers National Park adequately. Um, we had not rented a boat or anything like that, and it's a bunch of little islands. So we were able to see them and hike around the perimeter, but we didn't really get to experience it thoroughly. The park that we stayed at and the area we were in was heavily wooded and forested. And so this was like the end of July. And I, I don't even know how I got my steps in. Like I try to hit my steps every day between, you know, walking and especially walking with Annie. Um, but a lot of times that will be my Marco Polo time. And <laughs> my friend Jen, she has a video that I hope she saved. I mean, I'm trying to update her on something and I am like running at times. I'm swatting at these like killer flies they were gigantic. They also sting. And then these mosquitoes, like the mosquitoes were everywhere. 
it was insane. My mom has the entire time been telling me that once we got up into like Minnesota, Wisconsin, blah, 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 that I was going to need one of the hats with the nets that come down. And I was like, no, like I don't do well with bugs. You were correct. But like, I just don't see that in my journey. You know, like I don't see, I don't see me being able to rock that one. You know, like I also didn't see me being able to rock a cowboy hat but that has changed. However, the net hat, I have a hard time with. But at that point, I was like, if we're going to be in this kind of stuff over the next like five weeks, I'm done. Like, give me the net hat. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm game. Like, I don't care at all. It was so awful. So we left from that area and went to Duluth. And so we were in Duluth, Minnesota, and we we're basically at on like Lake Superior. So thankfully it is not as treed um, and we are more on the water. So those killer flies um, were gone and the mosquitoes were just, you know, normal. Like they're kind of bad in the afternoon. The weather has been really nice though this entire time. Like we've pretty much just stayed in the high 70s and occasionally been in the 80s maybe one or two days in the last month have we been like 88, 89. Um, and it is humid. Like now that we have left the West, it is definitely more humid, especially with all of the water nearby. Um, so it, it can feel kind of like the Southeast at times, but right now it's just, it feels like fall. It feels like a Tennessee fall right now, which if you are from the Southeast, you know that fall in the Southeast is just like a blink of the eye. <laughs> so it feels like such a treat to be enjoying this beautiful weather. So we are just, we've just been trying to seize anything and everything we can do outside. So our time in Duluth, we um, took advantage of the local farmer's market. We went there. It was so cute. They actually do a $2 wooden coin for all the kids every time they come. And so they're trying to promote kids to understand the importance of supporting um, small business and also understanding how to spend and save money. So every time you go to the farmer's market on Saturday, the kids can receive one of these wooden coins so they can use it that day or they can save them up and they can use them towards anything in the farmer's market. So there were quite a, there, I mean, there were tons of items that were pretty cheap that kids could choose from um, if they saved just a couple of those after a couple of weeks. But they did have a few items, like two, I think, for Riley to choose, obviously, because we would not be there next week. So he was able to get two, uh, four local honey sticks um, for his $2 coin. So I just thought that was a really great way to get kids involved um, and get them excited about, first of all, going to the farmer's market. And then again, like they mentioned, you know, have their brains working about how to support your local economy and then also how to save and manage your own little money. Super, super cute. They also had a festival. It was called like the Taste of Duluth. It was on their, um, I think it was called the Bayside Park. And it was one of their like main event venues. They, you know, if you look at Duluth, what to do, it's one of the um, top things to do. So we were excited that there was something going on 
um, at that event space for us to be able to go check out. And it was free-ish, like you had to pay to park and then they suggested donations. So it was kind of free, um, but it was cool to see. I mean, we come from, <laughs> we come from Franklin and Nashville. So we've been on more than one occasion been told by people. And I think it was in Duluth. Yeah, it was in Duluth. We were out somewhere and we mentioned we were from Nashville. And they're like, oh, you're from like a foodie place. And we were like, well, and we couldn't deny it. We were like, well, yeah, kind of. So <laughs> it was in Duluth that um, we did this festival. And it was just, you know, it they did a they did a fine job with it. We just come from Franklin and Nashville where festivals are done really, really, really well. And it, it wasn't quite that, but it was great to see kind of more of that local scene and the accents. Oh my goodness. I mean, I've never felt further from home only because of probably the accents and there are no familiar like grocery stores anymore. Um, they're all they're not connected to Kroger in any way. Like I have been astounded at how much of the country we've traveled and have found a Kroger company somewhere. It's called something else, but it's, it's Kroger. Um, but up here, everything is different and the voices and the accents, it's just, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to surround yourself, um, by people who just, they look at us and they're like, wow, where are you from? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't even think I sound that Southern but I don't sound like them. That is for sure. Um, people have been more friendly here than they were in California. So I'm not sure what that says, but I'm going to end this segment, um, and take a brief pause and finish up the rest of this month. So from Duluth, we went to Ashland, Wisconsin, and we had our first, first come, first serve. So, well, that's actually not true. We had a first come, first serve when we were in Arizona, but it was at a um, fairgrounds. I was thinking State Park. I'm like, no, it was at a fairgrounds. And so it was like a 500 site place. And we knew that there would be something available. But with this first come first serve, there were only maybe like 25, 30 sites total. And it's right there on the Bay um, of Superior. So it is absolutely gorgeous. And it isn't full hookup, but it does have water. And they allow people to stay for months, actually, which now that we have been there, we totally understand. So we had called about a week or so prior and said, you know, we have two RVs coming in on a Tuesday. What is it usually, you know, what's the turnaround time? What time do people typically leave? You know, things like that. And they were like, usually by 10 or 11, we're already full again. And we were like, wow. Okay. (laughs) So if you know myself and Jeff, um, our personality is pretty we can be pretty go with flow. Like it is what it is. Like we'll get there as early as we can. We'll do the best we can. And that is what it is. Um, and so that was really our mentality going into it. We prepped the night before in Duluth, like hardcore more than we've ever prepped before. We actually hooked up and dumped because there was no sewer. So like you have to take in, take in mind, like when you leave 
a site that you don't have sewer at or water at, um, then you have to stop. Like you have to do all of your packing up, but then once you leave your site, you then have to stop again and get all of the sewer stuff out, hoses to be able to flush your tanks. And so it's like an additional 30 to 40 minutes. And that's if you don't get stuck behind somebody. If you get stuck behind somebody, then it's even longer. So we all wanted, us and Grams and Pops wanted to get a really early start on Monday. That was our travel day um, to it. No, Tuesday. I'm sorry. Um, and so we, they, Grams and Pops did the same thing. So we had all dumped and everything. So literally we pulled out at like 7.07 AM on Tuesday. We have never, ever traveled that early ever. Um, we arrived at this place. Thankfully it wasn't far. So that was to our advantage. We arrived there by like 835. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? We had a hard time setting up. I can't remember now. I think we couldn't get level side to side. Um, so it was definitely a difficult space, but we secured a spot. Grams and Pops secured a site that was available for a few days. It had a monthly arriving a few days into their stay. Um, and we were hoping to, you know, like once you're there, you can stay, you can stay three, four months, I think. Like you could stay the entire season if you want. Um, so like they don't take reservations unless you're a monthly. So there was a monthly coming in. So they knew they had a site for a couple of days. So they took that and just knew that they would have to move. Um, so we got all settled and it was like 930. <laughs> we were like, what in the world? We usually haven't even left campgrounds by 930 in the morning. And here we are. So it was really exciting because we were going to be there for eight nights and we truly had eight days there because we arrived there so early on Tuesday. So it was so nice to get to a town that had a grocery store. Um, it also had Walmart right there. So we didn't have to travel far for anything, which is always a huge bonus um, to just have at least things somewhat nearby. And the city of Ashland, Wisconsin is really cute. Um, it has um, a mural walk. And so that is one of the things that we did. It was a way to bring in tourism as people were traveling. If they saw the murals, they thought that maybe people would um, start to stop by. I don't think they started until like 1998. Um, and then it's been funded mostly by um, donations by the city. Um, like people of the city and then the actual city of Ashland match the donations and it's been primarily to artists and these murals are just I mean they're breathtaking like they look like pictures the detail and the people's face um, it was an ode to the Ashland history which had a lot of logging history so um, just the different progression of the logging business um, in that area and so it was just a really fun way to learn a little bit more about the city there I believe is 19 murals and 16 of them are within kind of like a two-mile block so from our campground all of this was walkable so to the beginning of the mural walk was I think like maybe three quarters of a mile. And then we did, I believe 14 of the murals. And so they have a website where it gives you a little map to be able to go to. They also have a trolley. It runs two times a week 
and you pay $5 in cash for each person and they take you around and tell you the history. But we figured we could get better pictures and enjoy a walk in the beautiful weather. Um, and you know, I could read aloud. So I, I narrated and I read everything, um, as we would get to each mural as we learned about it. So that was something we really did in Ashland that we all really enjoyed. Um, there was also an ice cream place. I think it was called Tetzner's Creamery that Jeff and my parents and Riley went up to. I passed. Um, I think I stayed back and I, I have no idea. Um, maybe I was working, but they went up there and brought ice cream back and it was, um, you know, just good Samaritan. Like the ice cream was there. You took it and you put your money in a little jar and they came back with two quarts of what was called cookies and cream ice cream, which was the cookies were the bottoms of the wafers, like the wafer cookies of ice cream sandwiches. So they were super, super soft. I don't typically eat dairy for her hormonal reasons. I, I, I couldn't pass it up. Like I could not pass it up. Like couldn't, I couldn't pass it up. So we devoured it and it was two quarts for like $6, I believe six or $7, like insanely cheap. I, I hate to admit it, but it did not even last uh, like five days in our house. It was just so, so delicious. My parents always talk about the excellent ice cream up here and I can understand why. I just need to not try the next one. My parents got some other type of great local ice cream and they offered it to us last week and I, I just didn't go. I was like, I can't. Like, if it's that good, I cannot pass it up. So after Ashland, Wisconsin, we went to Porcupine Mountains Wilderness, okay? Porcupine Mountains Wilderness. I will share in more detail what happened um, as we arrived because this was actually our final drive under our one-year mark. So it was, I think, two days. Yeah, two days before our one-year anniversary. And I kind of have a fear of roads and driving and I can be superstitious for sure. So I was a little uneasy. I was like, please just let us be safe. Like, I mean, I'm always praying that prayer. Um, but I was like, just, we've almost made it an entire year. And our only major mishap has been our one blown out tire, which I mean, honestly, it just was such a testimony to how good people are out in the world because we had so many kind neighbors who just stopped out of complete kindness. So we've been very, very fortunate and been very blessed with safe travels. And so we arrived there and, and we were safe. Um, <laughs> we, all the humans are safe, but we have a mishap with the rig. So I'll share about it in my episode of like our one year recap of, you know, what we've learned, some of the big things, because that one was a big one. <laughs> So we'll save that for the next episode. Um, but for this one, for Porky Mountain's wilderness, I want to say that like we arrived and had no idea, but we had no service. Like we could send text messages to each other and other people. We could not send pictures. We could receive pictures, but we could not open our weather app. We could not open the browser. We could not open anything, nothing. And we were like, wow, 
okay, didn't know we were going off the grid. And to me, I think it's funny timing because we were in the middle of nowhere, Alabama a lot. And I remember the first month us kind of stressing over the whole internet situation because we're, we're just banking off of our Verizon internet. That's all that we have. (laughs) That's all that we use is our hotspots. And at that time we were testing out Sprint. They have like a hotspot. It was not good not good at all. But in Alabama, our, our service was splotchy at times. I remember watching church service with my phone in like my little window in the bedroom because that's where I could get service. So it's insane that like right as we hit our one year mark was the first time ever that we truly went off the grid. I mean, we stayed in Trilingua, Texas with a population of like, I think 111 right it's a little town right before Big Bend National Park where you're in the middle of literally nowhere and they have service. And so here we are in this giant state park. I'm talking giant and there's no service. And then it dawned on us. We're like, it did say wilderness in the name. So maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that we don't have service. Um, turns out, I think it might be a provider thing. I don't know who the main provider is up north, um, but we met some neighbors at the dump a couple days later leaving Porcupine Mountains, and they told us that where we are now would not have service. And where we are now, <laughs> we have service. So maybe it's a different provider thing. Um, but anyways, so we, we were completely off the grid, which honestly, it was really nice. Um, maybe I'll talk about it in more detail another time, but like, you know, our entire year, we haven't been that disconnected and it was nice to just have a phone and it really not have that much importance and to kind of have a flashback to the days of when our phones really just were for text messages and taking phone calls. We weren't with our phones for hours because there was nothing to do with it. If we went hiking or went somewhere, of course we took it, but that was more for the camera benefit. Um, It was frustrating at times. Like (laughs) I needed a Pinterest recipe. I'm trying to, to perfect a cinnamon roll recipe. And so we had to like go to the, on our way home from a hike, we went to the visitor center where they have Wi-Fi and stopped for a minute for us to all get like five minutes of our emails and things like that. Um, So Porcupine Mountains Wilderness, it's called Porky Mountains, which I thought was really cute. There is so much to do there. Oh my goodness. I mean, waterfalls um, are the main attraction for sure, Um, but they also have a summit peak where you can um, hike up this tower and get panoramic views just really, really beautiful area right there up on Lake Superior again. Um, So from Porky Mountains, we went to Pictured Rocks. Um, So it's Munising, Michigan. Oh, and let let me mention that once we left Ashland, Porky Mountains, that's in Michigan. So we entered Eastern Time Zone as well. Um, So adjusting to Eastern Time Zone has not been that much fun. It was definitely easier than leaving Mountain and coming into Central a few weeks ago. Um, But the whole sun rising is an hour later now, and then the sunset is earlier. We're just, we're still adjusting. So after Porcupine Mountains, um, we went to Pictured Rocks which is in Munising, Michigan. It's what they're known for as the Pictured Rock, uh, Rocks Lakeshore. 
Um, we had been off the grid for, you know, that five day period, which was Wednesday to Sunday where, oh, (laughs) hold on. I have to go back where we also didn't have water. So we went from Ashland, Wisconsin, where we didn't have sewer and we were there for eight days, which I forgot to mention. That was a huge back, huge thing for us. We were somewhere for eight days. Guys, we have not been somewhere for eight days, so for more than a week, since before April. <laughs> so in that long, I have not been in the same place uh, one one week from the next. You know, it's, it's things like that that do kind of take a toll in a different way, just because that means it's like a new grocery store every single week. I think we actually did go to the grocery store twice in Ashland and it was nice because it's like, oh, (laughs) I've already been here. I kind of, kind of know my way around this place. Um, So in Pictured Rocks, we were there um, and we actually did have full hookup, which was super, super nice. Um, It was much needed and it was so nice to actually be able to shower in our own shower house or or, in our our own shower house in our own bathroom. Um, because when we were in porcupine mountains, we didn't have water and we didn't have sewer. So we of course were using the bathhouses every single night. So in pictured rocks, we were mainly there to be able to do the cruise. So we opted to do the sunset cruise and we were so thankful the weather cooperated and we were able to get some sun and there was no rain. So it was such a beautiful thing to take in. Grams and Pops have been in that area before um, and actually camped very close by, but they did not do the cruise and they really had regretted not doing it. So glad to be able to be back here and do something with them that was on their wish list. Um, And then there's also falls in that area. There's a beach, really beautiful area to check out. So we did some hikes in the area, waterfalls, they're kind of kicking our butts. I mean, literally (laughs) because waterfalls mean one and only one thing, lots of stairs. So we have been doing lots of stairs over the last week or so, and we are going to continue it where we are now. So we arrived in Tuanamon Falls. I'm probably saying that wrong. I don't know why I just cannot get it. Um, but we are still in the upper peninsula right here up on Lake Superior Lake Superior, I mean, I just, I could go on and on. It looks like an ocean. And at Porcupine Mountains, there was a storm, not anything crazy, but the waves, like it acted like an ocean. Like it didn't just look like one, it acted like one and it sounded like one. We could hear the waves crashing in our RV and we weren't even right on the water. We were the row after the row that's right on the water. So it just the mightiness of this lake and the vastness, just looking out and seeing nothing but water. It's really beautiful. I mean, when we got started on this trip, a month in Michigan, preferably like late summer was at the top of my list and upper peninsula is showing out and we've timed it very well because as we've learned, um, through some of these different parks that the best time to avoid all of those really bad biting flies and the mosquitoes 
is in like late summer so like august and early september so we timed it well which is so nice especially being newbies and not really knowing that much about what we were doing especially when we were planning this out only being a few months in so it's just really really enjoyable so here we are at Taquanamana falls i think i said it different there anyways um there are lots of waterfalls there's actually um the lower falls area we went and checked out yesterday and we plan to return to it because you can rent a little boat down there it's also dog friendly and it's i think it's seven dollars a person or 20 for a boat and a boat can fit six so like we could all go um, rent the boat take annie if we wanted and it's a very short little boat uh, canoe over to this island and then there's a trail i think it's about a one mile trail that goes around it and you can get in the falls and swim and play it looks like so much fun and then there's an upper falls that is very close by um, that we plan to go check out today so here we are again at a park we're only here till sunday we did not think that we were going to have service. That was a pleasant surprise. Um, but we don't have water and we don't have sewer. So not having water and not having sewer, um, we've learned some tricks for sure. I mean, there haven't been that many situations where we don't have water. Um, we didn't have water in Zion National Park, but we made it but we didn't really shower at the rig ever. Um, our water jugs, like we each, for the family, we each drink probably about, not each, I'm sorry, collectively, we probably drink two and a half to three gallons of water a day. Well, we're here four days. So our water pictures, we use charcoal sticks. I don't know if y'all know about those, but they're pretty cool. Charcoal sticks, they're natural. They, you just boil them every two weeks and they um, eliminate everything from your water that you need to be eliminated. And so that's what we've used um, primarily. And so um, we just go to the water spigots. They have them throughout um, the campground and fill up our water jugs there. Um, last week when we were in Porcupine Mountains, we ran out of water and we could have borrowed, like my parents have a big, I think it's maybe five gallons, but it hasn't been cleaned in a while. So like we would have had to sanitize it and we're really close to the water spigot. So we just made like a little train, like Riley filled up the jugs, Jeff walked them to me. I used the funnel, our little like kitchen funnel and poured the water into our fresh tank. And we did like nine gallons and we were like, okay, hopefully that'll last us. It didn't completely last us. We had to add another like four the next day, but that's what we did and we made it work and we've done weird things since then <laughs> like it just not having water makes everything more different like on I, I don't even know what day it was we were traveling but when we left Porcupine Mountains I think it was Monday um, I had dishes but I had no water to be able to clean dishes but you know you you don't want to travel with dirty dishes just like in your sink so when we got to the dump station because we knew we had to like fully dump and clean the tanks and all of that we first filled up our fresh tank enough for me to be able to do the dishes and so we're at the dump and i have the slide partially out and i'm doing dishes totally random. Um, so not having water definitely makes things more unique, but my parents had, had told us like Michigan state parks do not have water. 
um, but they are worth it because they are beautiful. And I can say sitting here in the truck that yes, they are absolutely beautiful. Jeff has been saying it. I have been saying it like we get it. We get why people say that they could spend the summers in Michigan, just at that park that we stayed at in Ashland, Wisconsin could totally see us staying there. Like I could stay there for a couple of months easily because there was plenty to do in the area and what's surrounding you is just absolutely beautiful. So that brings us up to where we are now. Ah, I didn't know how long this would be. I should have known. Um, I hate that I know I left out like stories and details that I wanted to share along the way, and maybe I'll just add them in randomly. Um, thank you for your patience. Thank you for all of the back and forth of when I remember something of like, oh no, I didn't say that. Um, but that has been our last month. We are going to continue to be in Michigan, but I'll include that in our ending. Okay, that about wraps things up. I can promise you the next episode is coming sooner, way, way sooner than the last episode. I have high hopes of being able to get another one done this weekend because I have lots I want to share. We just hit our one year anniversary, which how huge is that? I mean, just the fact that A, we didn't kill each other. I mean, I cannot tell you guys how many different like YouTube videos we watched of like tips for beginners where they were like, you need to love each other. Like you need to be crazy about this person that you're RVing full time with because like you cannot escape one another and how looking at each other and, and we're at like three years of marriage with a lot of history. We're like, well, we're going to find out. (laughs) Oh, and we have found out so much about our own selves, about each other, just so many different things. So I want to do an episode completely dedicated to us traveling one year. Like we did it, we made it, we survived. Um, And I have to say, I think each and every one of us, all three of us are way better individuals after this last year. We have just seen so much and had so much opportunity for growth. Um, So that'll be the next episode, just kind of talking about things that I didn't see myself saying, didn't see myself becoming used to, um, and things that have become normal to me that I would have never imagined. So hopefully it'll be a really fun episode. So tune in for the next episode of Discovering the Balance.